Welcome to The Spirit Explodes with Roger Kirby. This is Acts study 13 from Acts chapter 13 verse 42 through to chapter 14 verse 28. The title might be Mixed Receptions. What happened next in Pisidian Antioch proved to be a foretaste of what would happen in city after city. With a few variations this was. They arrived, they spoke to the Jews, usually in the synagogue. A few days later those who'd heard what they had said before arrived and contradicted them, stirring up a riot and having them thrown out of the synagogue and often the city. All that took a varying length of time, not noted but probably a few weeks. They then continued on their travels, returning later when things had quietened down to make sure the believers were meeting in a regular and controlled fashion. It would be a mistake to think they spent just a couple of weeks here and a couple there after the fashion of modern evangelists. Life went much more slowly in those days and they clearly spent long enough, or as long as they could, in each city to establish a viable church. First, we have the story of what happened in Pisidian Antioch after Paul's sermon had been heard. We're going to read chapter 13, verses 42 to 52. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, Many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord, when the Jews saw the crowds. They were filled with jealousy and talked abusively against what Paul was saying. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, We had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honoured the word of the Lord, and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region, and the Jews incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So they shook the dust from their feet in protest against them and went into Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The next Sabbath after Paul's sermon, we're told there were two very different reactions to what they were saying. Some wanted to hear more, but some of the Jews were jealous. Question 1. Imagine that you were one of the crowd who heard Paul when he preached for the first time. What would he have said that particularly attracted you? What would he have said that you were not so sure about? 
Would you have been for him or against him? Of course, I can't really answer that one for you. You will need to look deep into your own heart to know how you would have reacted. You might have thought that what had happened to Jesus was a very new and exciting development in the history of the people of God. Or you might have been very upset that the things you had believed for so long were being challenged. Question 2. Are you the sort of person who likes to be first to have some new thing that has just come onto the market, like the latest iPad or iPod? People who rush to buy such things are called the innovators. Or are you the sort of person who waits cautiously to see if they really work the way the advertisements say before you buy? <laughs> Probably just before the next new marvel comes on the market. Even less can I answer that question for you. Obviously such things are a result of temperament, personality and background. The next question is going to be the really important one. Question 3. Are you so stuck in your ways that you cannot react as you know you really ought to do to the challenge that the Lord has laid before you through the work of the Holy Spirit? I can imagine our listeners and readers dividing into two distinct groups at this point. These are wonderful things that happened, say some, excited by what we are reading. Perhaps something like this will come into my life, and I shall never be the same again. What a lot of nonsense, say others. I like things the way they are. I do hope you are one of the excited ones. May the Lord be with you. Either way, we must move on. That bit about some of them being appointed for eternal life is something some people find difficult. Think of it this way. As you walk beneath the great arch at the entrance to heaven, you will see the words in front of you which say, Everyone who has chosen to believe in Jesus may come. But if you should happen to turn and look at the other side of the arch after you have passed through, you will see the words appointed by the Lord for eternal life. You cannot and will not be able to add those two things up, but you will learn to rejoice in both of them. Now we read chapter 14, verses 1 to 7, about what happened in the next city, Iconium. In Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went as usual into the Jewish synagogue. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Gentiles believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there, speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. The people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. There was a plot afoot among the Gentiles and Jews, together with their leaders, to mistreat them and stone them. But they found out about it and fled to the Lyconian city of Lystra, 
and Derby and to the surrounding country where they continued to preach the good news. Oh, sadly, many cities in our world where Paul and Barnabas would have to flee for their lives. Those who really have it hard are the Christian folk, our brothers and sisters, who live in those cities and cannot easily leave. We move on to the next city of that ancient world, which is now modern Turkey. We read chapter 14, verses 8 to 20. In Lystra there sat a man cribbled in his feet, who was lame from birth, and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Iconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates, because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd, shouting, Men, why are you doing this? We too are only men, human like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God who made heaven and earth and sea and everything in them. In the past he let all nations go their own way, yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragging him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered round him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day he and Barnabas left for Derby. It is known that there was an ancient myth story about Zeus and Hermes visiting an old couple living in this area. Hence the excitement the apostles caused when they approached the city. Did you notice how differently Paul preached in this pagan environment from the way he spoke in the synagogue in Pisinian Antioch? Question 4. What is the chief difference you noticed as we read it? I hope you realize that Paul was not talking about the history of the people of God this time. Instead he was talking about the Creator God, clearly hoping that this idea would make more sense to the people in the crowd who knew nothing about the story of the Jews and their history. It reminds us that we too, when we preach or talk about the good news of Jesus, must start from where people are 
are not where we would like them to be. We read chapter 14, verses 21 to 28. They preached the good news in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. After going through Bithynia, they came to Pamphylia, and when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Attila. From Attila, they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work that they had now completed. On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them, and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they stayed there a long time with the disciples. We must admire these people who started to follow Jesus so long ago. They cannot have known very much about what it all meant and what they were doing. They will have had no Bible such as we have. They may have had copies of some of what we call the Old Testament, but probably not even all of that, since the scrolls will have been very expensive things. They will only have known the very basic facts about their new faith. Jesus had died, he had risen again, therefore showing that in due time all who followed him would also rise again to new life in a new earth, and that in the meantime they should live in constant expectation of that happening, living good lives in the power of the Holy Spirit. May we ever do the same. Thanks for listening. Come back to Partakers www.partakers.co.uk where every day there is something added to help you in your life as a Christian disciple. Thank you.